0: Yeah. Hi friends! Um, I hope you are doing well and today we will talk about the weight management in general. We'll try to bring these uh, topics with new insights, with new scientific insights and also I'm um, today with uh, Andrew and Andrew is going to criticize this or uh, to raise questions about the certain principles and I will try to uh to provide him with an answers if i can if we if i cannot i will go back and study and come back next time stronger (laughs) so that is the idea so we'll talk about the science-based insights about the weight management how to in general it's not like a athlete center or it's not for the experts we just in general talk about this and uh later we will also formulate a blog post as always and you can go and just uh, have a look okay Andrew? Uh, Sure. So, I mean, I might as well start uh, actually with
1: a criticism, because I think you're going to be addressing this the whole time. And that is precisely that people equate... um, First, that people have this general healthy versus unhealthy dichotomy. So that if you're a certain way, you're automatically unhealthy. And if you're another way, then you're automatically healthy. And this just, you know, this dichotomy doesn't actually exist. And specifically for weight management. And when we talk about weight management, most people think about weight loss, specifically about body, lo- fat, body fat loss, not about, for instance, the other aspect of it, which is what you're going to go into, which is also keeping your um, muscles, you know, yeah, exactly. keeping your muscles that you want to have in order to remain active. Um, and my actually, that is my main criticism of it, is that this it is such a dichotomy, that there's such a, bi- um, a binary, and that due to this binary, and also due to our culture, I think, of um, how weight loss and exercise and everything has developed over the past um, 50 years, 100 years or so, has been geared towards How do you look, for instance, the beach body, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's specifically a label um, applied to women is, am I beach ready? Um, And, you know, these are forms of body shaming and fat shaming, which are not only wrong in a moral sense, as in we shouldn't be judging people by how they look. You know, we don't know anything about them by how they look other than how they look. But it's also wrong in the sense of if your goal really is to lose, uh, to be healthy, then weight loss, with respect to that, is only a gauge of a health goal that you have set out for yourself. It is not the end in itself. It is the it is a gateway, a means of gauging how where you are in it, uh, in your goal, with respect to your goal. And uh, unfortunately, too many people focus primarily on this weight loss aspect and primarily on this how do I look aspect. And it's not just women, it's also men. We're also shamed for how we look. Uh, all people are shamed for how, how they look. And that is detrimental then to health, because if you don't reach your this sort of kind of standard, uh, um, un- unreachable standard of a goal, then you're going to very understandably be stressed, unhappy, and then actually revert to unhealthy uh, practices. Mm -hmm. So I think that's enough to start with. Yeah,
0: I think that is your approach is more uh, questioning this uh, uh, disposition to Mm -hmm. weight loss. Mm -hmm. And in that case, I will say that. Uh, that is a weight loss if you if you go uh, you, you stand up on the scale you see your weight that is a compound effect that's a factor that is that you have to disintegrate you have to understand that uh, what are the factors and what are the measures that you have to adopt the weight loss is not only um, i mean uh, to a certain degree today we have so many the smart scales and they price it Prices are going down. You can buy a smart scale for 20, 25 or 30 euros if you have this opportunity. And then you will have an access to many different um, measures. So you can really focus on uh, body fat ratio or you can focus on, if you have these problems, you can focus on subcutaneous fat. The fact that around your internal organs, under the skin, you have muscle mass and you have many different measures that the, only the body weight, losing the body weight is, or the weight in general as a compound factor, it's not necessarily the only factor that you have to pay attention on. Mm-hmm. And that's, of course, of course, I also against this body shaming or, or other things. But also we have to be very clear with, to define, to, to make a statement that obesity is a underlying factor for many different um, health problems. Like mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. the, the the reason that we do the weight management, not to have a body, beach body, but it, ultimately to gain this health, to gain this, um, to be in a healthy uh, body to to avoid any pain or uh, any further uh, repercussions of having this um, like uh, maybe that being overweight, but also is the life change the quality of life change as well. When you you have overweight and you um, you you be, like if you are able to help in a healthy way to reduce your while, weight, your the quality of your life was also changing. That is a that's say that. I want to just to, yeah, we can, I think we can go to this more practical examples and the, 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 I think our introductory, the commencement into the topic is very strong. So we are not talking about this in general weight, uh, losing the weight, but we are propagating more healthy way to lose mm-hmm. the, healthy as to lose the weight. But okay, then uh, if you have if you don't have any questions, then we can go well, further actually, with the actually, I
1: think I will attach onto that. Uh, but I want I, I think first I would like to hear you go into then actually going through the steps. So I mean I agree with you. Yes, and we tend to agree on, yeah. on all these things. You know that uh, it's it's you know of course weight loss can be integrated into becoming more healthy. It's just we should avoid these dichotomies and these uh, yeah. these standards uh, that ultimately actually make people
0: unhealthy less healthy. Yes, less healthy. And it's not sustainable. And it's it's not sustainable. It's It's also just
1: it's just wrong and and mean spirited
0: sometimes too. Exactly, yes. I um I I agree with this this statement and so the in that uh, in this way I just try to be very concise with my suggestions as well and and then and and each and every suggestion is can we we can go in depth for an hour, an hour. But the idea of this podcast is to structure different principles and provide the you, listener, we as well, we are learning du- du- during the teaching process. Mm-hmm. And this is a, something that we can discuss and engage in these questions. And yeah, that's an idea. That's, that's, I just wanted to start with the first principle, which is, uh, I, was saying, I would say that is a kind of a uh, golden rule, is try to create this uh, calorie deficits. Or another way is another way is try to create this energy deficits, Yes, and how do you achieve this? Knowing your uh, basal mot- metabolic um, rate, or like called, we call this BMR, basal metabolic rate, and that means that in an inactive state, in an inactive state, the BMR, basal metabolic rate, is the minimum necessary energy needed to sustain your weight so you have to go below your basal metabolic rate let's abbreviate this BMR to be able to lose weight yes in general that's the first principle so you have to create energy deficit enough energy or a calorie deficit to be able to lose the weight yes and that is a, the first principle and then is the ideally it's uh, the more sustainable way way to lose the weight is 0.5 kilograms per week Yes, to be able to lose the weight. And so that's just the first principle. And I, I mean, I, I just also wanted to mention that in this podcast, I'm a, I am try to explain and Andrew should, uh, try, to, uh, tries to come up with the criticism or maybe questions. Well, OK, that uh, is if, a you way. Want, if you want that right now, I,
1: I, I can totally say, but yeah. I think I actually I think you know this, but we yeah. should say this nonetheless. This 1.5 kilograms is just 0. 0.5. 0. 0.5. Yeah. That's what I meant. 0. 0.5 kilograms. Of yeah. course, that's just a, a ballpark yeah, figure. That's a rule of thumb. That is yeah. not... Uh, yeah. For
0: everyone, really, you need to figure it out yeah. individually for yourself. Exactly. Yes. But, exactly. You know. Yeah. Exactly. And of, of course, it depends on your individual uh, uh, health status as well, and many other individual characteristics. But then, and we, we talk, of course, in average, in average people. Of course, when we wanted to create a tailored program, then you have to consult with your uh, nutritionist or maybe your uh, doctor. That's the that's the topic that we. When I give the suggestions, is mostly on average other person but now it's coming this very important um i would say the uh factor that you wanted to weight loss but you wanted to uh lose weight a from the fat not from the muscle mass so losing the weight from the fat requires a strategy an effective strategy to do this while doing this calorie deficit you have to exercise and probably like which is Uh, it's a science-based and there are many uh, different... Actually, there is a consensus on this topic that uh, in order to attack the fat, you have to conduct progressive resistance exercises. The the progressive resistance exercises, the exercises that you work with weight, or you can do this with your body weight as well, but then you have to create different angles to to use your body weight. That's calisthenics, for example, the people can do calisthenics and they build tremendous muscles like we, we know that and that is a, a progressive resistance exercises is a one way to attack the fat and not the muscle mass because you will stimulate the muscle uh, to a greater magnitude and you will not have this uh, side effect of the energy deficit yet yeah, that is that is, of course, it depends on the size of the deficit, yes? How much deficit you can attain, and that's very important. And another, like that, the principle I explained, now I just give the strategies how to be, how to create a sustainable, uh, how to attain this principle, yes? The first one is progressive resistance exercise. The second one, the size of the deficit. The third one is protein intake, Yes? Well, there's a, a vegan protein or a whey protein, so the protein intake is in general will help you to not to lose weight, uh, muscle mass. Yes, and the general sub again, that's your criticism might be that the thumb, the 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 thumb of <laughs> rule, rule of thumb, <laughs> uh, rule of thumb. Uh, if you have if you are for example one meter eighty one meter eighty centimeters, so one gram per centimeters of your height. That is a general rule mm-hmm. of thumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is one gram protein, but that the, here, there is no consensus. You will see that uh, tons of scientific papers saying like two grams or maybe depending of, of, of course, the uh, the intensity of your exercises, whether you're a professional athlete or just in general, you want to be in a healthy mm-hmm. position. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is until now, I give like a three different strategies. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any questions? Well, I that?
1: mean, I, th- I think you've actually addressed uh, my um criticisms um in this respect you know that it's not you know that these are rules of thumb yeah um and my criticism is more general as well it's not actually of of you or uh, of what you're saying here but actually generally of speaking within health culture that often these rules of thumb are actually put as benchmarks that you have to achieve you know without without any sort of idea that maybe it's individual maybe it depends on really what your actual goals are so i um there i don't uh, you know there i think you've already uh, addressed uh, the things i do have questions like um about like I, I would like you to actually talk a little more about uh this um having sufficient protein intake you know for for and in conjunction, obviously, with also doing um, the kind of exercises that where you're having an energy de- deficit is not taking from your muscles, because I think that's, that's actually something that often we don't, most people don't know, I include myself in this since I've, I've, I'm very much an amateur with all of this, um, that uh, we don't actually know what are the actual mechanics, biomechanics, or even just general health guidelines around you know doing stuff like that so if you can talk about that a little more
0: yeah sure so that is in general like um oh, when we say the muscle mass the, the, the we gain the muscle we fuel the muscle that is a uh, protein the function of mm-hmm. the protein there are different protein forms that will have different properties that can um, uh, contribute for example you can have you can do my uh I, like there are some Proteins that will help you to uh, recover from the flexibility exercises. For example, you do flexibility stretchings like, uh, uh, like in yoga or in other disciplines. You have more stretching uh, kind of an exercises. So there, so there, there are pro- the protein is the main way to recover the. Uh, muscles because when you do the exercises you damage the muscles the muscle tissues that's a recovery process and of course that's the next stage it becomes stronger it becomes more adaptive then you go do you increase this let's assume in our strategy progressive resistance exercise and you add on protein that's the easiest simplest way to explain Mm -hmm. but of course you have then you have you can go even more like bodybuilding direction you can calculate the macros and you can uh, have this um, a calculated way of uh, carbohydrate, carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. So in general, there are like again, is um, I don't just I want to give a general suggestion is that when we say a protein, you first of all you identify the source of the healthy protein. So if you are if you are okay eating meat, for example, that's a chicken breast, for example, will be identified as a source of the protein. And, um, so there are different protein, whey protein, for example, if you wanted to take in terms of supplements, because it's, it's more easy way because it's a uh, less calories by high protein in reach, So you can get this enough protein. So that is in general, like the idea. So mm-hmm. that is, mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah, that's a, it's a good when like, that it's, it's, the topic is, uh, you can go as, as, as detailed as it gets. So when you have to take the protein is better, the timing is after the exercises, because you, they call this like a window of opportunity for the muscle mass. So you have like a couple of minutes, a couple of hours, like two, three hours. But then there are people that disagree with this. It's mm-hmm. not the consensus. Mm-hmm. This is actually, you can find two different scientific papers. We actually published, but they result as different. But from my perspective, from my own experience, that is protein. I, I, I mostly use a whey protein. Yes. And mostly after the exercises. That's an idea. And I uh, try to stick to this idea like one gram protein per centimeter of your height. So that's a the, the, uh, the rule of thumb. It works for me. Mm-hmm. But what can be different for other people? Yeah. Is it? Is it yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just like good, a general a basis. I, mean, yeah, I, I it's think
1: it's just good. because uh, it's not always intuitive to a lot of people that uh, you actually have to um, combine it's not just about restricting calories and stuff like that it's also about um, adding you know having enough protein yeah. and seeing how that works into exercising and so yeah. forth yeah
0: sure yeah that's the way uh, but you uh, i think in general like as a strategy that was a third strategy but there is no ranking it's just all yeah. this together but if if you don't want to weight muscle mass to lose muscle mass and lose from the your fat i think its general consensus is that you have to consume protein enough protein that should to maintain this ratio mm-hmm. and of course if you wanted to lose uh fat yes you have to do cardio exercise so that is a way like that if you go to some personal trainer that would be this that was the first uh, advice do the cardio exercises do the cardio exercise but that is a, at, at the surface that's okay but if we dive deep then we have a problem there if you do too much cardio exercises without progressive resistance exercises you will again lose your weight from muscle mass the fat will stay there maybe a subtle change but that we will have there the reason that is the cardiovascular exercises is good but you have to have build. you have to build a programmatic approach so you have to really understand that cardio when you when you wanted to do the cardio exercises you should have three different uh, elements i would say or uh, some kind of a um I don't want to use, abuse the word of factors. <laughs> so, some kind of a, like, uh, um, categories, I would say. Like, if you do this, you have to, like, check them. Like, you have to tick them. The first is timing, how much you need to do the cardio. The second is modality, what kind of cardio exercises you have to do. And the third one is volume. The volume is, will be, like, intensity, for example. The, yeah, that it's Uh, I think that I I made a mistake here because the timing, it means that timing of the cardiovascular exercises, it should be before your weight exercises or after your weight exercises, or it should be independent, like a timing Mm -hmm. in terms of when you have to uh, plug in into your general fitness uh, program. And modality is a type of exercises and volume, which is uh, how much you have to do this. So, so, So again, that is a, uh, that is even more consistent. It's this rule of thumb, okay? But it's not the, the same degree rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. It's more consistent. The, the first is that is timing. Uh, it is better to do this uh, after the weight exercises. The before the weight exercises, weight, progressive resistance exercises, when you do this, like let's assume that you wanted to do the squat or something else. So w- doing the before this Uh, weight-bearing exercises may the cardiovascular exercises doing before may uh, hurt your general not not hurt but you it might be difficult to to uh, be more productive in this progressive resistance exercises Mm -hmm. yeah so for example also you shouldn't do like too much flexibility or stretching before the uh, progressive resistance exercises you need this muscle tension Uh, you need this muscle tension to hold or a drag and pull and push and do this kind of a different activities yes that's very important and modality is also very important Um, for example in general uh, uh, cycling is very good modality for the cardio but not running when you run you just lose a general weight of your muscle mass and also from your um uh, fat and muscle mass together so the, card- the, the the cycling is good but another way is for example flow state like uh, primal movements or the different um i say it like yoga flows or something like this this is also good so you find a rhythm and you got this from this low intensity cardio exercise that's also very good so you can maintain the maintain your muscle mass and lose the fat that's a very good so the 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 another strategy Alongside with progressive resistance, alongside with the enough size of the deficit, alongside with the protein intake, and the another the, the last one I wish I would say that is cardio. But then you have to please be careful with this timing, modality, and volume. Okay. Do you? How do you? Do, is it is it uh, understandable? Is it understandable? It is perfectly
1: understandable. Yeah. Um, and now I think you've actually gone through all of the more or less all of the points that you wanted to go through with concerning weight loss and so that leads into now i guess my next big overarching criticism of the whole idea um and that is and now i'll go i'll tell you know a little about myself you know like um 10 to 15 years ago you know i i uh i remember i was actually the fittest i was in you know in my entire life i'm 34 34 now, going on 35. Um, And, you know, the reason for that was because I was going out um, on bike rides with my friends, or I would go swimming, or I would go on walks with them, um, or I would go, you know, diving, uh, things like that. Um, I I was actually having my activities, my exercise, built into the normal course of my day or of my week. Um, not as this sort of regular um, training, exercise thing that you do, which is also perfectly fine. Um, but, you know, the, what I want to emphasize is that there's, there was this communal aspect to it. Uh, that, you know, I didn't even consider that these things are difficult, even though they are actually, if I were to do them now, I would find them quite difficult. I didn't even consider that because they were just built into my everyday sort of life. Um, And I'm going to tie that now with, you know, what are the factors that cause people to be unhealthy in general? And those factors, as you know, broadest speaking, those factors are always genetics and environment, right? Well, we can't really change our genetics, you know. Uh, We haven't really gotten that far in in science yet, Uh, even though I am writing science fiction, you know. (laughs) I do I do speculate about that sometimes, so we have to talk about environment, right? And the thing is so that my biggest criticism um, of this whole thing is just how individualistic it often is. You know, uh, like I said, I was just talking about how I uh, was really healthy insofar as I was with a, you know a community of people, a community of friends, where we were we were going hiking, we were going. Boating, we were doing stuff, you know, regularly uh, that was just fun, and then plop! I'm now in Hamburg. You know, that was back in Canada. Now I'm in Hamburg. I don't have those friends anymore, and suddenly that the whole question of staying healthy is now my own individual thing. It's all it's all on basically on me, uh, unless I'm able to build that community community of friends again, and so I, I would like. I would like to hear what you want to, you have to say about uh you know the environmental aspects of it, especially maybe that this also the stress aspect aspects of health, and then of course the psychological aspects of how uh how
0: difficult it is for people to mean remain, remain healthy. Yeah. Um so certainly I think that is environmental aspect is mostly the same across cultures. Because when we adopt the adult lifestyle, the adult lifestyle is, uh, to a certain degree, is very sedentary lifestyle. We mm-hmm. sit down, we we do, um, we work on office environment. We don't have this. Um, we don't. We are not as active as we used to be. That is the first changing of the social role in the society. Is also associated with an um, passivity. Like mm-hmm. it's becoming very passive, and certainly that the the first segment of this podcast the first what i talked to you that is was i suggested like i created like this list of suggestions that is mostly the principles of the weight loss that doesn't have it doesn't have a, it's not socially embedded mm-hmm. yes when you are coming to me and say okay i wanted to weight lose weight i will not look into your data or indicators i will tell you tell me about your lifestyle mm-hmm. tell me about your routine your habits uh what do you do what is your job are you sitting always or what do you do how how much do you go to for a walk how long do you have the ten thousand steps do you have this intensity minutes do you have this in your um do you have this ability to do this in your environment and then perhaps you say no or yes if it's yes it's okay but if it's no but i cannot change your environment but what i can do i can create a micro environment for you like what it what does it mean yes it means that we have a this a okay if you wanted to change the entire system and all the cultural (laughs) values and so you you will definitely fail (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) but what you can do you can change your immediate surrounding which we call this microcosm like you create micro environments you have a kitchen restructure your kitchen you have a bedroom restructure your kitchen you uh, sorry bedroom (laughs) the kitchen again again. (laughs) (laughs) you have a living room restructure your kitchen so that's that's a very so I don't know. I have an idea in the future. I'm, I'm, a, I, 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 uh, I'm a statistician. I, have, um, I studied uh, uh, statist- statistical sciences as a data scientist. I have an idea, idea in the future to do an uh, experiment or to do like a survey. People who have a living room together with kitchen and people who don't have. Yes, two different groups of people. And what are the eating habits? If I have a kitchen in my living room, <laughs> I will have a hard time to to stop me eating. Yes, is this is something that environment, but I, of course, this is something like uh, I that's just speculate. A, that's a just I speculate, speculation, yeah. of course. Yeah. But that is, a, your, that is a speculation, but it has a, a element of truth in it. That is a if you can rearrange, restructure your environment, not an entire more, but like a micro environment, you create this micro environment, and then it can be very um, uh, successful. You can be very successful in your active lifestyle. I I have this. Uh, there is a uh, there is a term or a, yeah. I think there is a term for this. It called I think the the architecture in your social environment. Like there is uh-huh. a term for this. Actually, I I I don't remember um, that term but it was choice
1: architecture intervention exactly yes yes
0: exactly that's choice architecture intervention is actually coming from the marketing people the people marketing people that they they use this environment to kind of enforce you to do some. Act, oh, yeah, yeah. Like this is behavior. this is like when
1: you're going to the Architect- store, yeah. uh, for instance. Um, they put, for instance, they'll put fruit at the beginning yeah. because then you'll feel good about buying the fruit. Yeah. And therefore, you'll also go uh, at the end, go get all these. Yeah, that is a, you
0: know, like, ar- like a choice architecture is something that is coming from behavioral sciences. Yeah. But recently, the dieticians and nutritionists, when they see that the programs failed, they yeah. go to the behavioral sciences, yeah, yeah. and they started to get this all this borrow this terms cognitive restraint and uh, environmental stuff and so on. But we are coming from behavioral sciences, and Andrew and me, we yeah, studied the we behavioral are. economics. <laughs> yes, we we studied behavioral economics together, and that is the the idea of the behavioral economics becoming very. Uh, influential in this weight management system so you really trick yourself into not eating or eating uh, or creating habits or a habit of healthy eating or becoming more healthy that is a it's not about this the first principles that i in the first part of the podcast that i uh, we we shared uh, knowledge on that term but it's also about this environment but again your environment you have to create like a rearrange if you have this of course if you have these opportunities we understand that people maybe people don't have this mm-hmm. capability you know that's the principle that we know mm-hmm. that in uh, so that's i just always make um uh, i keep in mind that i keep in mind that people maybe they don't have this uh, actual opportunities to do that then there's maybe different solutions there are so this is a kind of a um my Mm, kind of an answer or maybe reaction to your uh, story do what do you think is it no no i think think i
1: think it's uh it's more or less the you know as far as we can go as individuals you know this Mm. is you are that's how, how we have to frame it is that as far as we can go as individuals i mean we do have the capacity to make some sort of changes in our lives of course some of us, at least, you know, not all of us. We also have to recognize that not all of us are even able to do that. Uh, And that it's important to recognize this, uh, for instance, and that's uh, one of them is the choice architecture intervention. And um, I think another one I think that might be important for you to elaborate on is is then also talking about self-restraint. I think we Mm -hmm. mentioned that once, uh, Mm -hmm. talking about self-restraint and the cognitive difficulties of self restraint, and what it actually, you know, what it is, what should self-restraint be used for, uh, you know, in trying to develop better habits.
0: Yeah, e- exactly. And again, it's uh, exclusively in my opinion. I just mm-hmm. uh, read, the, uh, I follow these um, uh, dietary suggestions almost, I think, 10 years. What I've seen the change is that people starting using this uh, behavioral, psychology as an instrument to help like coach personal coach to help their clients to lose weight yes mm-hmm. and then this term cognitive re- restrain or or cognitive constraints like cognitive constraint i have to be very clear here, here that is a constraint yes cognitive constraint became a term to uh cultivate the habits to pursue to pursue, yeah, to pursue healthy lifestyle, yes, and in that cognitive constraint, we can we created we kind of a ref, not we but the experts reformulated this cognitive constraint it's, it's, as, I, as a I just want to say it's, it's
1: cognitive restraint actually. Restraint, not it's a restrain. constraint not or a restraint. Restrain.
0: Okay, restraint. So the for example, the first one that we discuss is is a calorie count your calorie in calorie out. Mm-hmm. that is an already constrained or mm-hmm. restraint. yes restrain. the restraint that is already calorie restraint a calorie count is a cognitive restraint another is time restrictive editing which is intermittent fasting become a massive in an, and i am i am a one of the uh would say like a representative of this community working with different uh apps and uh also conducting surveys and working with uh app uh, like a dig from the digital uh, digital app perspective working with uh, developers how to improve the app but also i try to understand the psychology of intermittent fasting why the medium like why uh, uh, the uh, smartphones how people do this how to people um how should like navigate the the process of intermittent fasting so the time restrictive ed- time restricted eating is another cognitive Uh, restrained yes which is intermittent fasting is a very nice example another is um, uh, what i say like uh, uh, different dietary choices which is for example carb restriction whatever you do this whatever restrictions you bring to your life it will be categorized as cognitive restraint, yes and now also like you can have another one fat restriction for example Mm -hmm. but among all of them. The most important part, to my again, in my opinion, is that uh, self uh, monitoring uh, feedback systems. Like, what does it mean? It's actually very easy. <laughs> I use this like uh, words and it making it sound scientific, but it's easy. That the it means that every uh, day or uh, regularly you try to get on the scale and to see the uh, your weight and to see other. Uh, measures or indicators as i as i just uh already mentioned that there are scales like smart smart scales that it provides us important indicators that's not about the weight but also you can see many other many other indicators so that's uh, self-monitoring that will help you to bring the feedback and try to do this and doing this in a regular time you will not you will not just for example you will not lose the track of the weight management as well yeah, if you have this, if you have this, uh, like a, for example, you gain a weight in a kilogram, but you will immediately identify this problem and you try to try to kind of adjust your lifestyle to bring it back. Rather than you gain like a twenty kilograms and it's becoming very difficult to go back to this. Well, if
1: I can just jump in then, just on on this one, like I mean, for one, getting on the scale is only just one uh, f- form of self-monitoring and feedback. And I just wanted to um, maybe get in there as a criticism again of usually generally of this whole um, health culture, this whole late weight loss culture. Um, you know that that it should be seen as a long term thing. It shouldn't be a you shouldn't be like measuring. You know each day. Oh, I, I gained since yesterday. Oh my God, I'm terribly off track. You know that, that's that's I think the people people might generally think uh, that's what you mean by. You know checking your weight and stuff like that and i just want to get your you know feedback on this that about
0: the fact that it's actually about having long-term feedback mm-hmm. exactly yes i mean again if we um apply the knowledge what we get from the behavioral psychology to the um, weight management and that is called like the uh recency problem like recency, like you may, in, in general, we know that people prefer instant gratification over the long-term uh, mm-hmm. perspective, or over the long-term gratification, mm-hmm. should I say, that is a recency. Bias can be formulated as a bias, recency bias. It's something that we should avoid during a healthy life, Mm -hmm. healthy weight management, or a healthy, losing the weight in a healthy and sustainable way. Well,
1: I think, I think actually we've talked about this a lot on on past podcasts. Yeah. I put it again once in these words, once again in these words, that we should be thinking about our future selves, you know, not not just what we want right now, not just about our present goals, how we feel right now, but also 10, 20 years down the road. uh, Yeah. Maybe a lot of the weight loss things that we try to do in the present are actually not sustainable for that kind of future self.
0: Exactly. And that is uh, also in doing so. We also try to keep in mind that our dietary adherence should be not a, um, a stressful situation, but rather a we are flexible to a certain degree to change our diet. We are, unless we have accomplished our goal and, but we are also consistent. We are sticking to certain uh, behavior behavior or habits in terms of the, uh, uh, in in our diet. So that is something what we try to find out what it works best for me. Yes. And I try to create and we try to create something that is not a uh, exclusive for us so we can have a different dietary plans we have a different approach but we know that we experiment and we find this i um i don't want to use the word of equilibrium <laughs> but something like an optimal diet for us which we can stick to the longer time that's very important because there are some restrictive diets again cognitive restraints that's actually very difficult we are super motivated at the beginning of the diet and after a couple of weeks we cannot Continues. We cannot mm-hmm. pursue this diet. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning, we have to be very self-disciplined and create the habits. And we have to make a good choice. And there is another term that we talk about is why people so regularly change their diets. Like like they do keto diets and they do intermittent fasting and they do carb restriction and that that that. It is very. It's very. It's a problem of not only people but it's a a general. Uh, psychological uh, status is called shine object uh, problem syndrome or? syndrome shine object syndrome when a like a new stuff or a new a product is better than the previous one mm-hmm. but is and then of course you trick yourself and you yeah, go, then okay, you feel motivated that is to, to go to the next yeah, one to go yeah, to the yeah. next one but then you have uh, you don't have the consistency yeah. the the most important part of the all this stuff that we talked is consistency for a longer time. Mm-hmm. If you don't go to the longer time, that is happening with intermittent fasting as well. People do this couple of days or maybe weeks. Then they they don't do the intermittent fasting. Then they have this yo-yo effect, like a rebounding mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. weight. And that makes them uh, even more difficult, like stress. Okay, I spent so mm-hmm. much time, and invested in this cycle and then I don't... Yeah, that's sure. That that is ex- expectable if you don't do this in a consistent way in a longer time, where your cognitive restraint is not becoming a distress. Yes, yeah. it's very important.
1: Yeah, I think it's also important
0: to emphasize um, that habits
1: aren't aren't about um, having self-control because once you have the
0: habit, you're not. You know, it's not a question of control anymore. Exactly, it's not a yeah. cognitive co- co- restraint anymore. Yeah. But that you have to go to this level. Yeah. Like the first, have to, you have to have self-discipline.
1: Have self-control, yeah. self-discipline to get to that level. Yeah. And in, in that regard, I would I, I would also say that the low recency bias is a very important aspect in order exactly to, yes. in, in order to keep in mind, and also I would encourage you know again we're talking about mm. individual health mm-hmm. loss, individual weight management, yes. individual health loss, individual health, and weight loss yes and so on and so forth nonetheless i would also encourage people to you know maybe go amongst their friends ask them what you know what kind of activities you can do yes uh in order to even make small steps towards more sort of
0: healthy habits exactly yes yeah yeah that's very important yes community aspect of activities and uh and uh, and then in some i just want would like to give like a four or five the same, the, the things that we have already discussed, just to put them into the list that what you can do, like categories. Mm-hmm. The first one is, I think that the first one is regular self-monitoring. Just you will see this indicators. Don't worry about the weight. Like there is a, actually a scale phobia. Like you don't want it to go scale to see this. You, to, in order to overcome this, just focus on other indicators as well. Do you have the, in like, there are different indicators. Like there is a scale again, I just already like many times I repeat this, but that's actually very important that we have these instruments that can help us. And then we have, we can, we can buy them and we can use them. And we can talk about this one of them in the future, how they work, what is the science behind them. The second one is regular exercise. There's nothing here we could invent. The third one, I would say structured program that you should have a structured where you should have a layer where you write down, you take just notes saying that, okay, today i done mobility exercises, warm-up, cardiovascular exercises with that timing, with that modality, with that mm-hmm. volume. It will take, once you created the layer in Google Sheets or Excel, just include the information and then, then you can see the progress. If you don't have the progress, consult with the someone who has um, experience and then you can improve that one and also you have this just long-term aspects like long-term starts with three months and six months and year and like five and ten years you have a mm. short short period like a short period called three month. and then yeah don't like another way is from that long-term uh, long-term short-term i think is a rule of thumb 0.5 kilogram was a good to start and uh, yeah, I think then, and the last one, the choose a diet, which is exclusive to you, that you can add here for a longer time and you will be consistent and you will avoid any rebounds and yo-yo effects in the future. That is generally, I mean, that's something that we know, but today we put them into the structure. Mm-hmm. We can have this episodic knowledge because... Constantly, we are under the information flood from Instagram, from YouTube. Someone, someone sells something, there, but we don't know how to connect them. Mm-hmm. And that was my idea today to connect them, and mm-hmm. with your help to bring the criticism. Probably, you are asking the question that uh, I like. Th- some, someone already has in their mind, and then just we are uh, we just discuss this. And that was that today was like a kind of a building the structure, creating this map of the simple principles. And making them more tangible and uh, accessible to everyone, including us. Mm-hmm. We talk and we learn. True, true. that is true. Yeah. So, true. Uh, yeah. Do you have any? I have questions nothing, and final uh, nothing remarks. Nothing
1: to add other uh, than I think. Um, again, I wanted to, you know, talk about. Uh, I, you know, I came in in order to criticize these things. So my criticisms, you've already addressed. Uh, the the health unhealthy dichotomy aspect of it, uh, the fat and body shaming aspect of it, and of course, then the environmental aspect of it, which I would say is of two kinds understanding first that you are, um, that health comes from your environment, you know, of course it comes from genes as well, but we, we can only really adjust our environment. And um, second, that uh, part of that environmental thing is realizing hey, we can't always individualize stuff. And that's, you know, I wanted to just recap, just as you have recapped your aspect of it. I wanted to recap my mm-hmm. criticisms.
0: And I think those do actually fit together. Exactly. So thank you more much for listening and talk to you next time. Yep. Talk to you next time.